Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, y'all, and Happy New Year, and welcome back into a new year of episodes right here on Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and today you're listening on the Believe Network. Happy New Year. Uh, we skipped the last couple of weeks. I told you ahead of time that we were going to skip the last couple of weeks, but as we get back into tennis and talking about tennis right now, so much has happened over the last few weeks when the holiday season hit and really after the New Year because the Australian Open comes up after the New Year. So, so fast. I mean, the Australian Open starts on the 16th of January, and there's lead-up tournaments to that, including the United Cup, which we'll talk about here in this podcast today. But the off-season for tennis, as I've said before, is so short, and tennis starts so fast in Australia. There's guys going to Australia even before the holidays. So for that to happen and for the sport of tennis to be already in the mid-swing of things, just taking two weeks off, is incredible, and that's what makes it I think one of the best sports in the world because they do have such short time to change things if they want to change things, players, and get ready for the first Grand Slam of the year. Like I said, the Australian Open just a week away. We're not going to really get into it in this podcast. This podcast, we're going to focus on Adelaide, some other news, and the United Cup. So let's get right into it. First, we start with the United Cup. Now, the United Cup is brand new this year. It's the first time they've ever done this event. If you remember in the past, they've done the ATP Cup. What's different with the United Cup is it's male and females. It's both men and women in this tournament, and it's kind of like the Davis Cup where it goes, you go with your country, it's country versus country versus country, um, but it's men and women. So this is something new, and a lot of players, a lot of big-time players played in this kind of tournament, in this type of competition, and it was early. It started on the 29th of December, so it started even before the new year, and it was in Brisbane, Perth, and Sydney, Australia. So a chance for a lot of these players to get to Australia early, extra early, 17 days early before the Australian Open actually starts to really get some more practice and get some more playing in down under leading up to the Australian Open and do it in kind of a fun kind of format. So like the Davis Cup, this tournament started in groups. In the group stages, there were about there were three teams per group stage. And I'm just going to go through the groups A through F and say who won the group stages. Now, in group A, it was Greece. That was Stefano Tsitsipas, Maria Sakkari. Those type, those type of players were on that team. Poland was in group B. Group C, the United States came out on top of that one. Group D, Great Britain. Uh, came out over Spain and Australia. Great showing by Great Britain. And Group E, Italy, came out of that one. Group F was Croatia. So those are the teams that won their respective group stages. Now let's get into further on in the tournament. So after that, what the matchups were, it was USA versus Great Britain, Poland versus Italy, Greece versus Croatia. Greece beats Croatia, Poland beats Italy, and the U.S. beats Great Britain 4-1. to one. So we move on to what is... The semifinals, the United States beats Poland 5-0, and Italy beats Greece 4-1, which sets up uh, a massive, massive title between Italy and the U.S. Now, Italy's got great players. Matteo Berrettini uh, and Lorenzo Musetti highlight the men when it comes to Italy. But when you look at this American team, this American team was so good. Francis Tiafo and Taylor Fritz, 
I think the two best men's tennis players right now in America, and I don't think anybody's going to really push back on that with me. I don't know who else you'd argue would be better than those two right now. They are phenomenal. And then on the women's side, Jessica Bagula and Madison Keys. Jessica Bagula, a great 2022 season, and Madison Keys seems like someone who you can continually rely on. America wins this one 4-0. to I mean, they wipe the floor with this one. They win... Fritz wins. He beats Berrettini in two tiebreakers, 7-6-7-6. And then Madison Keys beats Bronzetti, 6-3-6-2. Pugula goes on to beat Trevison, 6-4-6-2. And Francis Tiafo goes on to beat Lorenzo Musetti, which Musetti actually retired in that one. So I think a lot of people were really looking forward to that match. That match, win or lose, I don't think it really mattered. I think the United States was going to win this no matter what. A key part to the United States winning this United Cup. And Taylor Fritz spoke about it after one of his matches. It might have been the finals match. Is the fact that women were a part of this. Uh, The American women have traditionally been, I think, very, very strong. You look at Naomi Osaka, technically an American woman. You look at Serena Williams, Venus Williams, Madison Keys, Sloane Stephens, Jessica Pagula. I mean, the, the American, when it comes to the women's side of tennis, has produced outstanding talent. And Taylor Fritz was straight up about it in, a, in one of these post-match press conferences saying, these women have pushed us over the edge of when it took, like to win this tournament. They're one of the biggest reasons that we're able to win this tournament. And I completely agree with Jessica Bagula, the way she's playing, and Madison Keys, the way she's playing, double up with the two best Americans. You know, they might not be the two best players in the world, but man, you put that team of four together, they're going to win that. So awesome for them to win the United Cup right right off the inaugural season. And tennis in the United States, I think, with this is going on the up and up. I'm just hoping they can carry this into the Grand Slams when, you know, the things that actually count in the tennis world other than just trophies here at the United Cup, which I'm not saying it's nothing, but I'm saying an Australian Open trophy is a much bigger deal. All right, speaking of American tennis and playing as a team, remember all the drama around the Americans when it came to the Davis Cup last year in November? Uh, It was, you know, so many complaints about why isn't Rajiv Ram on the team? Is Marty Fish doing the same thing? Why is Jack Sock on the team? Blah, blah, blah. People are coming at Taylor Fritz. They were coming at um, Tommy Paul on social media. Blah, 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 blah. Remember that? Well, the USTA has officially done something about that. Uh, Marty Fish is no longer the captain of the United States Davis Cup team. He is out as captain of that team. Right now for the 2023 Davis Cup, the team is for the qualifier, Tommy Paul, Jensen Brooksby, Mackenzie McDonald, Rajiv Ram, and Austin Krajacek. A drastic difference from last year's team. The only one returning on that team is Tommy Paul. If you remember, the other players on that team were like Jack Sock, they were Francis Diafo, and Taylor Fritz. And for them not to be on this team at all, so in my eyes, something had to have happened uh, behind the scenes or with the way Marty Fish was running the team or something. Um, but USDA came in and they changed the whole thing and said, you know what? We're going to put these guys on the team. Rajiv Ram is on the team now. Finally, he definitely deserves to be on the team. But to bring in Mackenzie McDonald and Jensen Brooksby to essentially replace Francis Tiafo and Taylor Fritz. But maybe Francis Tiafo and Taylor Fritz didn't want to be a part of it. That could be something else. They were like, the drama wasn't worth it, and we don't want to be part of this Davis Cup team. I have no idea what happened behind the scenes, but I believe something did because for this to happen, I believe, is a pretty big deal because the Americans should have a decent chance at the Davis Cup 
but they choose to put players in it now that you know are ranked outside the top 20, outside the top 25. So interesting what's going on by the Americans right now. But this is the Davis Cup team that America is moving forward with. They're going to play Uzbekistan on February 3rd and 4th at the Olympic Tennis School in Tashkent. So I don't know who the captain is yet. The interim captain will be named in the near future, USTA says, so I'll keep my eyes out for that. Could it be Andy Roddick? That'd be sweet. Uh, But who knows who it's going to be. But that's what's going on with U.S. tennis. How about we move on to a little bit of global tennis in Australia about what's going on leading up to the Australian Open. Adelaide has the massive tournaments leading up to the Australian Open. Adelaide International 1 is an outdoor hardcourt tournament, and a ton of names are in this tournament. I mean a ton. The big names, they usually play in this tournament, and this year was no different. The top seed in this tournament, Novak Djokovic, which surprises no one, but Yes, he is in Australia, and he can play in the Australian Open. Novak Djokovic, Felix Ogiali-Aliassim is the second seed. Daniil Medvedev is the third. Andre Rublev is the fourth. Let's keep moving down. Holger Rune, Yannick Sinner, Shapo, and Karen Hachinov. So these are the top eight seeds in this tournament. Big, big names, and you wouldn't expect anything less from this first Adelaide tournament. Novak Djokovic does what he does best. He cruises all the way to the finals. He beats Shapo in straight set 6-3-6-2, and beats Medvedev in the semifinals 6-3-6-4. Dominates Daniil Medvedev, and this turned a lot of eyes because the way that Djokovic beats Medvedev so handily in the semifinals uh, surprised a lot of people, I think, and people started turning heads. A great, great tournament for Sebastian Corda. He goes to beat, he beats Annie Murray, Roberto Batista Agut, and Yannick Sinner on his way to play Nishioka in the semifinals. And at the very, very bottom of this bracket, Nishioka, another great tournament from him. He beats Holger Rune in the first round. He beats Mackenzie McDonald in the second round. He beats Alexi Popperin in the third round. And Popperin had been playing well. A qualifier Australian into this tournament. He beats FAA first round. So Nishioka beats Popperin in the quarterfinals. And in the semis, Sebastian Corda beats Nishioka because Nishioka retired in this tournament after the first set in the semifinals against Corda. So this brings Corda into the finals, and I believe the first meeting ever between Sebastian Corda and Novak Djokovic. And Sebastian Corda pushed him. He pushed him well. Uh, Sebastian Corda wins a first set in a tiebreaker, loses a second set in a tiebreaker, and then loses 6-4 in the, in the third set, and the title goes to Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic, I think right now, I don't, I don't, he, someone tried to get him to say, like, is this a little sweeter because, you know, you didn't get in last year as a little bit of revenge against Australia because they didn't let you in last year, blah, blah, blah. And he pretty much said, no, it's just really, really good to be in the tournament. And I'm just happy to be here and trying to take it all in. He said something along those lines. I personally think there's got to be a little resentment from Novak Djokovic about what happened in Australia last year. Now, I'm not saying there's a fault anywhere, whether it's Djokovic or Australia. or if I'm not blaming anybody for this. I'm just saying it would be extremely hard to travel somewhere, get detained a little bit uh, during this whole thing, and then have to fly back and not play in the tournament. I think he wants this tournament so bad, and I think it's clear in the first tournament here in Adelaide, in Australia, that Novak Djokovic is coming for that title. There's another tournament over in the next week that will be happening, and that's another Adelaide tournament, and we'll get to that in next week's podcast just very shortly. But this it's going to go over the next week, and then after that is the Australian Open. Next week, there will be a podcast out previewing 
the Australian Open and everything you need to know ahead of what's going on down under at the Aussie Open. But before we get to the end of this episode, let's go through some news. There are some news that's going on in the tennis world, good and bad, over the last few weeks since I've been gone. So let's get to it. Uh, Speaking of Australia, it looks like Ash Barty is pregnant and going to have a kid. If you remember last year, she retired kind of on a whim, it seemed like, and people were a little confused about it. Well, it said that she posted on Instagram and said 2023 is set to be the best year yet. We are so excited for this new adventure um, and says their dog is going to be a big sister. So good for Ash Barty. She's got married recently and now she's having a baby, which is awesome to see, you know, tennis players having a life outside of tennis, to be honest, and moving on with their lives as she has retired. Another thing to keep an eye on right now, this came out, I believe, January 3rd-ish, is the U.S. has extended entry requirement of proof of vaccination for non-U.S. Uh, non-US nationals until April 10th. What that means is Novak Djokovic will likely miss again Indian Wells and Miami since he has proven to still be unvaccinated. So that's something to keep an eye on moving forward. He will not be in those tournaments, which is kind of a bummer for those tournaments for sure, but that's a choice that Novak Djokovic has made. And lastly here, let's get to this. Uh, This isn't the best news, but it's something I feel like I should tell you guys that uh, Martina Navratilova has been diagnosed with stage one throat and breast cancer. So I know there's been a lot of support on social media and everywhere else uh, for Navratilova. And so um, we're going to continue that support here on this podcast as she fights stage one throat and breast cancer. Sorry to end this podcast on, you know, such a downer a little bit, but, you know, hopefully everything goes well with with her chemo and radiation and everything she has to do to get healthy again as one of the staples of the tennis world for sure. Uh, that's going to be it for this episode. That's going to put a wrap on this episode. It's so good to be back in a new year, back with Believe, back doing this podcast. It's so fun to do. I love talking tennis with y'all and We're going to keep this thing rolling next week. Next week is a big week. Uh, That's why I kind of took those two weeks off. One, I was busy with holiday stuff. But two, I knew how busy it would get here at the beginning of this year with the Australian Open. So we're going to get right into it next week. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter, at Jacob Sersosimo. I'll be posting a bunch about the Australian Open as it goes on. But uh, boy, am I excited for the Australian Open and what's about to happen down under in Australia over the next three weeks or so. So follow along right here on the podcast, right on Twitter, wherever you want to get your information. But we're going to be keeping up with the Australian Open. A preview coming one week. We are going to get the preview for Australian Open right before the first round kicks off. Appreciate you listening. See you later. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.